Good morning, Christian America. How you guys doing? Uh, this weekend's conversation, uh, we're going back to Sons of Thunder's uh, Ronnie Martinez, uh, a buddy of mine. If if anybody missed the conversation we had two weeks ago in preparation for a revival that him and his ministry did down in Goliath, Texas, I highly recommend you go back to it. Uh, it gives you some uh, idea of his organization and what they're trying to do, uh, what he believes, what they talk about, and what uh, is some of their some of their goals for their organization. Um, either way, he's a he's a good, hardworking Christian American who's uh, on his own time separate from his daily work life is trying to build uh, an organization centered around God centered around Christ's word uh, centered around uh, a love and a brotherhood and a family uh, community uh, of, of good hard-working Christian Americans working their best to do their best for their for the community and those around them so uh, without any further ado uh, Ronnie let's get to it Ronnie, Goliad, yes. Goliad, uh, the revival in Goliad. I heard nothing but good reviews. I've seen nothing but uh, positive statements on Facebook. Um, I talked to people that I know that were down there. They said it was awesome. Um, they said there was tons of people. They said the crowd was as uh, as diverse and uh, as that they've ever seen in a place like that. They never thought the the collection of people that did turn out. Uh, would have turned out um so you have to tell me uh was it all that it's uh that it's been said to be man and then some bro um first of all i seen your mom there man it was amazing she said y'all don't put me on blast on facebook i, I had to come now she said man it was, it was like four hours long and, and uh and she stayed to the end man it was amazing uh i tell you we uh we got into Golian. I rode in with a whole bunch of guys, man, from up here. Uh, my brothers, man, I call them uh, in Christ. And, and it was amazing, man, that they would just up and leave their lives, uh, take time off of work even. And, and even some of them left their families behind to go minister to the people of Goliath. Man, I was just touched by it. Uh, we had dinner. Uh, Mark Bettis cooked for us, man, him, Tony Rojas, and Ben Martinez, man. Uh, we met with them guys to encourage them and, and uh and kind of see what direction they're headed in, man. And, and uh, the biggest thing for us was that we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just going to last for one night. Because then, I mean, what, what good was that going to be for the people to be on fire for one night uh, and then go back to their normal lifestyle? So, so we wanted to make sure we had left a solid base behind. Uh, we left Pastor Ray there with, with those guys. He's kind of walking, th- walking them through the word. He's, he's been like a pastor to me and Adam. Uh, for a long time, and, and uh, he actually spoke that night also, man. Uh, I tell you, um, I think you can get the word from different people, but when you get the word uh, from somebody that, that God gives it to him to where it becomes alive, man, that's what it's supposed to do, it's a living word. Uh, but I can't tell you, Eddie, it's just, bro, I've been so overwhelmed by the amount of testimonies that are coming from that night, and we covered the place, man. We, we got there with the men and, and prayed over the auditorium before it happened. When we first got into Goliad, actually, and then uh, the night uh, we had dinner with Mark, Ben, and Tony, and Pastor Ray, uh, we also uh, went and, and lit the place up with prayer, man. And, and uh, some of the things that we prayed about, to hear those things now uh, uh, that actually happened, man, I'll, I'll tell you, give you an example. 
one of my prayers was that as soon as people walked into the place, that they would be overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. Well, I, I got a testimony yesterday from one of the brothers down there, and he said, hey, man, he said, I just want to let you know this dude came up to me and told me before he sat down in his chair that night, he was in tears. I said, bro, that's that's my prayer answer. Yeah, I, I, I would tell you that um, I tried to watch as much as I could online. I know there was a couple people streaming. I know your um, uh, your uh, your account was streaming for a while, but it was it was you know it's Goliath, so the the you know cell coverage is spotty at best, and it was a little bit late and it was a little bit choppy. I was wondering. I was, I'm glad you said it was four hours because I thought I was it was so delayed. I was like, man, you know, this is they're probably already done, and I'm still I'm still liking the messages while it was online. Uh, but yeah, because it, it felt like it was a long time, and, and I, I guess it had to be that good to continue on. And y'all just felt that, that that you had to keep going. And I would tell you, from what I was able to hear, again, um, you have one guy um, who's a fire breather. I mean, I, I was like, I, I, it was hard to hear because the, the phone, you know, the, the the camera was so far away. But I had the like the phone up to my ear, you know, trying to listen to what he was saying. I don't know who he is. I don't know, you know, where he comes from. Um, but he just kept talking about, you know, he sounded country as as all get out. And then he, you know, talking about, you know, his time in prison and God, you know, uh, uh, saving him and now trying to do the word, you know, uh, preach the word. Um, and he had me, you know, all energized over here. I mean, just just again on what I could hear. Um, who is that guy? So, so that's that's one of our brothers from up here, man. His name is Jason Cole. Uh, bro, his testimony would, would blow you away, man. I'll send it to you on YouTube. Uh, but uh, for anybody listening, uh, I think you could go look up Jason Cole, then Purpose Driven Life, and uh, and you can actually hear his testimony. But but man, he's he's definitely got a gift from God. Uh, the one thing I love about that brother, man, is that he does not sugarcoat the message. Uh, right and and that was that was just it he was like i don't care if you think that you're too that your life's been too tough uh you know you haven't done the things that i've done you haven't been the places i've been and god's redeemed me so he can redeem you and i mean i was i was moved again i'm a thousand miles away and i was you know through a phone and i was getting you know extremely motivated i was moved at the time and i was itching for more uh like i said it was just it was kind of hard to hear but that guy man uh shout out to jason cole good i mean goodness keep doing what you're doing uh because if you're if you're i can only imagine how i would have been feeling if i were in the crowd oh bro uh and, and that's every time uh man i'll go to different churches and, and hear him speak around here bro and and uh and we get the same reaction every time man it never fails every time i go to a church they'll come up and say this, this is the best church service that i've ever been to this is not your traditional one I mean, uh, and if you think about some of the messages that were given in the Bible, they were just like that. They're very bold. They're not uh, one of those ones that you're going to be yawning and falling to sleep in the middle of the service. That's for sure. No, that, that um, again, and, and from what I saw and the reaction that I've seen since uh, from different posts and, and just everything that you guys have put out or your brothers put out or um, there's another there's another brother, I, I guess. He's, he's part of your group. I'm not sure his name's Stephen. Uh, I, I can't. I don't remember his last name. But um, go ahead. 
he's actually with the uh, Men's United group, man. So I, I had uh, seen a post from him also, man. Uh, uh, I guess he had put out a, a post and he was saying that at one point he was struggling and almost gave up on his faith. Uh, or not faith, but almost started to fall back from his walk, I should say. But, but man, so I, I reached out to him. I'm like, man, I definitely can't let the brother fall off. I don't even know him, but I feel the nerd, the, the, the urge to encourage him and, and make sure that he uh, doesn't fall back away. And so I did. I reached out to him, man, and, and so we got to talking, and he was telling me about a, a men's United group that he started. And uh, so that I invited him to the event, obviously, and, and uh, asked him if they would like to put a table out and sell some of their shirts. And also reach out to some of the people that are there. Because like I said, we're coming back to Dallas. And the, the worst thing we could do is go start a fire and then leave nobody there to tend that fire, to keep it going, or, or just leave a void. Because, man, the one thing we did know is that people were going to stay hungry from uh, from God. We God didn't send us down there just to uh, light a fire and then let it go out. So uh, I felt it was real necessary to, to man, hook up with brothers like him and, and uh, the brothers from Goliath and to make sure that somebody was there to, to help motivate these people and keep them moving in the right direction. Yeah, it was, it, it, honestly, it, um, it looks like it worked, man. I, I don't know how many people you guys had there, but from the from the camera angles and the, and, and the crowd that I saw, and, and it was kind of dark, I mean, it, it was about as packed as the auditorium uh, gets, I think. Um, and, and then, like I said, as I was watching the live stream, I saw people chime in help my mother chimed in uh you know just to how great it was right now here i am just watching it and she was she was already live chatting it on the live stream it's kind of funny that you know That's all awesome. these all these uh, uh i don't want to call them old right i'm talking about my mother but um uh, uh elderly i don't know if that's a better word uh, but all these people that you wouldn't You're expect to be online live chatting and live streaming now they're live chatting and live streaming and, and i think that's the that is one of the the great things about technology, one of the great things that we got going on right now is that we have the ability, the average person now has the ability to to do something um, and affect thousands or hundreds of thousands or possibly millions if the if the if the viewership grows uh, that much that you don't have to wait on. You don't have to wait till Sunday. To listen to the preacher, the priest, the minister, whoever, to talk to those, to talk to you, right? You right. can you you can hear you can hear a message every day of the week, multiple times a day, from different people and different points of view, and and it'll give you something to think about. You know, some you may agree with, some you may not, but I think that's I think that's a, one one of the ways that we're that our movement and our movement being the Christian movement is right. going to succeed, and 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 come back hopefully come back from from its from its sleep you know yeah yeah for sure man for sure uh i, th I think that that's a you brought up a, a really really good point uh we have to use it by by any means possible man the enemy's gonna use the tv he's gonna use the internet uh and, and we have to be doing the same thing use those things but but for the good you know right no i i hear you know you again yeah don't want to talk get into politics but you hear all these uh the, the social media companies or these silicon valley companies that are discriminating against uh you know christians and you know pro-life messages and things like that and they're under a bunch of different classifications whether it's inappropriate or it's hate or it's uh you know whatever they call it and and there's a bunch of people that inevitably come out and go we need to stop using these platforms 
well, yeah, if but if we stop using these platforms, then then we're outmatched and outgunned at that point. I mean, you you, you if if the enemy is going to use these platforms to spread their message of of hate and their 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 message of uh, of non-Christian values to, to to get get at our children, to get our get at our families, um, and we're going to have to we're going to have to meet that challenge in the same way. So I think it's crucial. Honestly, I think it's crucial. And the people who don't want it to happen are the people that are um, benefiting from this old way of thinking where you have to go to the church. You got to go to the one guy who's got all the answers, supposedly, and he'll tell you what to think and how to and, and, and what to do. And then and, and you'll give your money to him and he'll continue to do that as long as you give money to him. Uh, right. And that's. And, and that that is a dying way of, of spreading God's message in, in my mind. But well, well, I think, uh, uh, I mean, like, like we had talked about, I feel like there is a, a there's definitely a, a need for a place to for believers to congregate, and, and the believers are the church; it's not the building. Uh, so, and, and the, I, I understand, you know, that 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 costs money. It's like we talked about if you if you get a building and, and you want to have people come here and be able to feed them the word uh that it, it does uh, cost sacrifice and, and money but but i think that like you said even a, a, a simple message like this i mean think about this if there's a reason why it's called the daily bread if, if we're only eating physical food once a week what kind of condition are we going to be in by the time we get to that next one or imagine just even to break it down in modern terms if you were to plug your phone up for just today and then try to go a whole week before you plug it up again till next Sunday, what's going to happen to you? The phone's going to be dead. If you try not to eat for that week, you're going to be so weak that you're just going to give in to anything. I mean, uh, basically anybody could come in and have their way with you. And it's the same thing spiritually. We don't spend time in the word spiritually. We'll be so weak that the enemy can come in and just have his way with us. We we definitely got to feed ourselves, not just physically for sure. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the yeah, getting back to your to, to the, your revival down in Goliath, man. Um, I gotta tell you, I was praying for you, um, and and the 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 cynic in me, right? Knowing uh, just knowing the people that we know, and and, and I, I was I was praying that you would have a good turnout. We were praying that you would that that people would would do what they did. Thank God they did what they did. Right was to show up with open hearts and open minds and ready and the need for a change. And the reason I say that is not just because, you know, uh, it's not because of the people down in Goliad. Um, it's just that it's hard, and I know it's hard, especially when you have a, when you have a message for people that know you, right? right. Th- these people, right. these people yeah. know you. They oh, know yeah. you yeah. since since you know we we were this big, and now you're. A grown man, and and um, it, it was funny because I started thinking about that. And, you know, I was like, you know, my wife and I were talking about that because we were going to see whether we could make it, we could not make it coming from from DC, um, and it, it didn't happen. But then I came, you know, you came across, uh, you know, Mark six, where you know Jesus is coming off of a of, of a of a string of of miracles. You know, he 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 heals one of the lame. Uh, there there's a the, the demon called Legion, it, uh, he, he pulls out of the uh, the the, uh, sh- uh, the pig herder, 
uh, you know, swine herder, and, and, he, and he puts the demons in the pigs, and they go drown themselves. You know, he's on he's on this roll, and then right. he goes back to Nazareth, and and they and essentially he gets Not nothing that, he gets nothing done in his hometown. And he turns around and he says, I got it right here. It says, uh, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown. Right? And I was like, oh, man, this is this is going to be difficult. And so yeah. I, 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 was, I was worried for you and I was struggling for you. Um, and I was like, man, I hope everything turns out right. I hope, you know, people yeah. show up for him. I hope they're ready to ready to change. And I hope, uh, or at least be, be open enough to hear something that may change them. Maybe not all at once but but slowly right i'm glad it worked man I, I really am one of the things that i'll say man is that this event was covered in prayer uh by pastor ray and and, and the family down there in goliath by uh christina and andy one of our brothers and sisters up here man they had to organize certain times of the day that people were praying for for the souls in goliath man that that, that ground would be softened so we we went into it uh, man, you know how it is. It, the, the word tells us walk by faith, not by sight. So if we're looking at things, you would look and, and believe me, bro, that scripture you just read, it played over in my head a hundred times. But I said, man, I know there's one thing that I know for sure. And that I didn't go over there because necessarily I wanted to go over there. I almost talked myself out of it a few times. I know I went over there because God was telling me and Adam to go over there uh, and, and make sure to deliver that message. And so we knew there was a message that had to be delivered to Goliath and, and all we could do was was do our part and, and know that God was going to do his and bro when we walked in there I mean to tell you that it was packed out there was people standing in the back and and I tell you bro there's something about seeing my hometown praising God everybody with their hands up in the air uh just praising God bro it's a, a, a beautiful thing man it's really no words to, to describe what, what it did for me. I know it did something for them, but it but it also did something for me. Yeah, that, well, I'm telling you, it did something for me. It literally did something for me. I was here upstairs, me and the wife, and we're, you know, she's been to Goliath a couple of times. She likes, you know, but but there's not that connection. You know what I mean? There, there's just not a connection that you and I have, you know, with Goliath or even your wife. I mean, Valerie lived in Goliath for many, many years. Right? right so i mean we grew up there um right. so anything that still goes on even though i haven't been there I, i'm right. still tuned in i'm still wanting to I, I still want them to win their football games i still want them to win their basketball games i still want them to to be successful and the people that i see come out of there and do something you know special or extra or, you know they have some good job or they go to some college or they do do well um i still root for them because you know man that's home um so yeah i, I was I was firmly on board and, and totally psyched, especially when, you know, the camera panned out, whoever was holding the camera, and you saw a ton of people there. And I was like, okay, wow, this, you know, the auditorium's pretty big. And there was a lot of chairs, and there was a lot of people. And I was trying to think into my head, like, okay, well, what can I see? What can I not see? That, that was a great turnout, man. Um, it was a great turnout. And from, like I said, from what I heard, I was totally motivated. I was moved. I, I got to be honest. Um, uh, we didn't we didn't quite know man how it was gonna go in the beginning and then uh, uh, when we seen that it was just man, it, it really did uh, blow us away because I've been to the auditorium I was telling my team that I said man I've been to the auditorium more times than I can count uh, never never for a godly purpose but but uh, I would say that that's the most people I've ever seen in that place ever 
and, and I'll and, and then I'll even take it a step further. I've been to different churches uh, in in Goliad, and, and I don't know that I've ever seen that many people uh, in one location for for God to come and, and hear the word of God, to to in, encounter God, to interact, uh, and to be in the presence of the Lord. And, and I tell you, the thing that was even more beautiful than that was that we had people I know from multiple different churches. I met a pastor and, and his wife from Bevio there that night. Uh, they, they said they were out at a park doing an outreach and somebody gave them a flyer. And uh, man, they had me pray over them. And, and it was it was just motivating to see the body of Christ all come together in unity, man. And, and not worry about, well, he's a Baptist, he's a Methodist, he's a Catholic. Everybody was just there because man, we're here for God. We're not here for religion. We're here for God. And and uh, man, my hat goes off to my team because I feel like like uh, they they did a, a a good job of relaying that message, man. We there was no punches pulled that night. Um, and, and I feel like that's why fires got started uh, because uh, they just said the truth, man. We went over there to to uh, give those people God the the unedited version, not the version that you go and fall asleep to on Sundays, but the version that that starts a fire, the version that changes lives and breaks chains uh bro i had a uh, uh i had a, a, a sister from Goliath. man she sent me a, a letter that she or a part of her journal that she had in, in 2009 she wrote god i pray that you remove darkness from Goliath and bring it light bring revival to our town this was in 2009 and, and uh, it's so interesting because uh, i think something i said and the revival, I said, man, God is not limited by by life. He gave up a message to my dad, and, and me and Adam were the ones to deliver that. And then he's not uh, he's not limited by distance. He had a bunch of people from Dallas come to the other side of Texas to deliver that message. And he's not even limited by time. We can tell because in that lady's journal, man, from 2009, and here we are, uh, 2019, and, and and God is being faithful to her prayers. From back then and, and it's just bro it's amazing when when people come and tell you all these things that, that how god has spoke to them since that night and through them and and uh then you just think of all the possibilities of if everybody stays in obedience and walks it out what is Goliath going to look like in a year from now and, and, and that's motivating yeah no and and you, you touched on two things uh that have been real big for me it, it, one of them you know is when you said it's not about you know your your denomination, right? It's not about being a Catholic or a Baptist or a Lutheran or a Methodist or any other any other uh, denomination out there. And I think that's one of the big problems that we have uh, in in you know in America right now is that we have um, we we tend to have all these internal conflicts for no reason. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, there's one God and one Son. And that's it. The, those, those. That's the. That's the big. That's the big meat. Okay. You believe in God. You believe in Jesus, His Son, and you believe in the Holy Spirit, who who helps us and guides us and comes down and gives us strength, like He did to the apostles on, on the early journey. Outside of that, right? I mean, and and the and the basic principles of, you know, God's commandments, uh, you know. Do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, do not commit adultery, honor thy father and thy mother. You know, these basic things. And then Jesus' number one commandment of love your neighbor as you love yourself. Uh, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. I mean, that 
outside of that, all the little stuff between, well, the Catholics believe this or the, the, the Baptists believe that and, you know, this is supposed to be a symbol, but they think that it's real or, or this is, you know, this is outside of, they say these prayers and we don't like these prayers. That's all nonsense, man. It, that That's, to me, I don't, I can't square why there is such a big, uh, there, such a big difference or, or a, I would see the borderline hatred sometimes just between the two. Um, so, so that's that's um, uh, real. That's real great. I, it's, I'm glad that that you have and y'all had that same idea of uh, it doesn't matter who you are, what denomination you are, but it's important that you, you come and listen to one message. It, it's it's interesting because I feel like that uh, the enemy knows that I'm not going to convince this certain group to not believe. That no matter what happens, they're always going to believe. So I have to cause some kind of division within that belief. And then that's how you wind up with all kind of different religion and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, man, it's uh, like Jason says, God don't want your religion. He wants a relationship with you. You, you yeah. know that. And if you think about it. That's absolutely right. When you go stand in front of him, what is he going to ask you? Um, uh, well, were you of this religion? He's going to say, no. Did you know me or did you not know me? Not re not know your religion, but me. I, but I, I feel like it, it's, bro, this is so crazy, but that it's, it kind of is a testament to how just messed up we are. That Because uh, if we stick to the word, the word is a word. It's when we start adding things to it that, you know, we, we'll have a way, we'll find a way to mess up even something as, as good as the Bible. It, it's crazy, man. It's, uh, it just makes you really think like, man, we are really jacked up. God gave us this and we found a way to mess this up, you know? Well, yeah, um, and, and the, the other thing you talked about was like the the unaltered message, right? And and far and we talked about this last time uh, for a little bit is is that that you know the, our messengers, and I think our messengers in in uh, our faith are failing us. I mean, they're, I think they're for the vast majority they're failing the people that are following them because they're trying to alter their message for. A variety of reasons and 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 some some may think that it's for the best right they're maybe they have the best intentions and they think that well you know um i don't want to do undue harm to people because you know or, or or seem like i'm castigating them from my my uh from my church or you know demonizing them in front of every, uh, the community or something like that but at the same time uh if you're altering that message, you're not doing it. That's like, you know, that, that's like, uh, 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 I, my oldest had a track meet last, last week. Right. And I could tell her that you're number one, right. I could, I could make her feel better. Like you're number one. And then at the end of the track meet, we look at the, at the times and the placements are like, well, you're not number one. And, 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 and if that's the first time she's heard or she's seen in front of everybody else that she wasn't number one or she gets on that track and she's and she finishes fifth in the heat i mean it's going to be a lot more devastating to her then to find out the truth than it would be if i had told her from the get-go like hey you, you this is where you really are and we need to work to get you to number one um right. except that's a small uh example when the real example is you know you think you're going to heaven you think that you're doing the right things and then you're not 
and 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 because somebody didn't want to hurt your feelings at the time and and you you wake up one day going i thought i was good and then you're not and, and you're not and so that's another thing that i think these type of interactions these type of conversations uh you know online for free you don't answer to anybody i don't answer to anybody i i i I don't, and, and neither one of us really try to um, tell people what to think or what to do or anything like that, other than pick up the Word of God and read it and and just think on it. Just, and that's essentially it. Um, and I think that's crucial, man. I think it's crucial, and I think we're going to continue to. I think your organization is going to continue to grow. Um, I'm hopeful that our organization here continues to grow. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that more people pick up uh, the mantle of wanting to spread God's word to the pe- to their to their families or their communities or their surroundings in any way they want any way they, that they they know how. Um, I don't you know I'm not under I'm not in competition with anybody here. I mean, again, I don't <laughs> I don't make any money off this thing. Um, I'm just hoping hopefully to rectify some some issues that we have. Uh, as a country right now, and that, I think that's one of them. The, the not producing an unaltered message uh, right. of of the true word. Uh, um, one of the things that you said, man, uh, and, and it brings me back to a scripture in the Bible where it talks about uh, like like the leaders basically are considered watchmen, and, and like a watchman back then would would more or less like sit on a wall and, and make sure that no, the enemy wasn't moving in. So to be a good watchman, literally everybody's lives were in your hands. Uh, so if if you were not a good watchman, if you didn't warn the people that the enemy were coming, the Bible tells you, man, uh, their blood is going to be on your hands because you were supposed to warn them. And that's one of the things as a leader we have to do. We, we It's good to tell them about grace, man, because God is full of grace, but, but it's also equally as good there has to be a balance between that repentance also uh we can't just handpick the scripture that, that tells them god loves you just how you are and stuff like that and he he does but he requires growth that's why it talks about the spiritual milk to the meat it, it, but what happens is this is that uh and i talked about this a little bit uh at the revival i said and like imagine if, if paul and the disciples we're just hearers of the word and not doers like James 1.22 talks about, where it tells us, uh, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. If not, you're only deceiving yourselves. But imagine if Paul and the disciples were only hearers of the word, the gospel would never have made it to us. We would have been cheated out of that because of their lack of obedience. And obviously God would have made provision and, and he, somebody was gonna give us that message. And, and it's the same we were talking about this last night at, at Bible study. Uh, and one of the brothers said, look, man, we uh, we walked in obedience to God, right? And, and took that message to Goliath that he wanted taken there. But if we wouldn't have taken it, somebody was going to take it. When God wants something done, it's going to get done. Uh, and, and so why not us? Then? Why not us say, there, there's plenty of people that tell God, no, why are we going to be add to that? You know what I mean? He tells us, yes, all day long. It, like Jason was saying, yes, you could breathe my air. <laughs> if you don't like God, stop breathing his air. He said that was part of his message. <laughs> it was yeah, so yeah, no kidding. Well, that's true. That That's simple, and it's a little ridiculous, but it's true. I mean, he, he provides everything for us, and, and 
Now, I, I took a message probably maybe three, four years ago, something like that. Um, I forgot who. I don't. I don't have no idea who it was anymore. Um, maybe it was on the radio. Maybe it was in. Maybe it was in church at some point, uh, where somebody was talking about you know money and you know the 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 money that you have right you only have because god has blessed you with the opportunity to achieve that which is right so whose yeah. money is that who, exactly. who, who who who's whose blessings are that uh, uh, who who gives you those blessings and and that is who it belongs to so it's not like you know it's, if you believe that it's your if it's your blessings that you own it that you that you got it that you're going to be attached to it and you're going to want to do for yourself but if you take on the mindset that this was never mine to begin with i got i got lucky enough i got blessed enough to 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 have this hundred dollars this five dollars whatever it is right you give it to somebody who, who needs it more than you do what difference does it make it's not yours anyway right and, right and if that's a that's a tough concept right to 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 practically live by but right. um anytime that i feel myself struggling to do the right thing or you know i walk by a, a homeless person or i walk by a hungry person and and you know and i i try i remember that again i can't even remember who who told me or where i got it from uh but i remember hearing that and now i think about it every time going well hell it's not mine anyway yeah. uh, so here this guy this person needs it more than i do then then, then go ahead with it so yeah right. that's a that, that's a that's a heck of a message i think that uh, uh speaking back on the leadership and the unaltered message what that's one of the things that's been driving me crazy lately um is that i see these you know quote unquote you know christian leaders that are out there um and, and their message to me is completely wrong that um and maybe not completely wrong maybe i'm over exaggerating on that but they have some key fundamental issues with, with I think, uh, what I think are are basic, right? The basic idea of marriage, the basic idea of a life, the basic idea of, of I think some some common sense, you know, historical, factual, biological, you know, reproductive you know sense and and you have these quote-unquote christian leaders that are that are that are that are you know essentially teaching their own gospel on stuff like that um and and i think it i think it's also it, it's crucial that we remember you know, speaking of jesus earlier is that he was extremely critical of of the religious leadership at the time and people like to think of the, you know, happy Jesus, right? And, and I'm all about happy Jesus. Jesus did, you know, bring food to the masses. Jesus did raise from the dead. Jesus did all these wonderful things, heal the sick, uh, sit with the, with, with, the, with the sinners. But at the same time, those that were making a mockery of the religion at the time, he was extremely difficult on them. John the Baptist called them a brood of vipers. Jesus called them hypocrites over and over and again and and made and, and essentially made pointed facts you know and pointed arguments to demonstrate how wrong they were and and specifically uh like we were talking earlier about you know in Matthew 6 7 and 8 uh in, in one of those books where he's talking about 
prayer. And he was like, and, and he says, if you're going to pray to God, you're going to pray to the Father, pray in silence. Pray in, 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 in darkness and, and, and recognize him. And then he will recognize you. Not like the leaders that dress in fine robes and pray long prayers and stand in front of the crowd just so they can feel like, uh, just so they can demonstrate how, how, how pious they are. These are hypocrites, and he's and he's chastising them and calling them names and saying, "Look, you these people are wrong." And he wasn't afraid to say they were wrong. And I think that's a big problem nowadays. We have people that are afraid to tell somebody else that they're wrong. Like, no, it, it, these things aren't right. They aren't right biologically. They're not right uh, uh, naturally through natural law, uh, and they're not right morally or spiritually. I, I, I tell you, when when I look at uh just the news the other day and, and, and how uh, New York passed that abortion law all the way up to birth. Right. I think to myself, like, how did we get here? That's something that you would read about, like about Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, how do we get to a part where uh, if you destroy an eagle's egg, you can go to the, to the penitentiary, but it's okay to kill a human life right up to the point of birth. Uh, and, and they are alive. I mean, you can go hear a heartbeat in the mom's stomach. You put it, you put uh, the, you know, through a sonogram or whatever. And it's just crazy to me that that people are actually in power. You would think if you sit back, if everybody would just stop, be still for a second and think about it. If there was a crazy man on the street that was saying, I think it's okay to kill babies. People would like be like, man, what is wrong with that guy? Something's really wrong with him. But yet we have people like that in power and people aren't sitting back saying, uh, how, how is that guy in power? That's a lunatic. He's crazy. Something's not right with that guy. Uh, people actually praise those kind of people that think it's okay to kill babies. And, and it, it's like, man, if, if you read into Romans, it talks about everything that we're talking about here, man. Uh, and, and even towards the end, it tells us that uh, towards when we get to the end days that they, people will call good evil and they'll call evil good and that's exactly where we're at now i mean if you look at america the things that that, that god brought judgment uh on in the past we're doing them we're absolutely doing them uh there, there's no pulling punches about it i never thought and, and and this is this is gonna be offensive to some people but i don't care i'm more uh i'm more uh worried about offending god than i am about offending people I never thought that I would live to see the day where a man would be able to marry a man or a woman would be able to marry another woman. And sin is sin, right? It, it, I'm not picking on them because I sin too. Uh, just that, that is the sin that's being, uh, that's, it's a law, it's being pushed on people to, to go against that, right? Uh, to go against your beliefs and be okay with that. Uh, uh, the, the abortion thing's another thing and to me. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. How do we get to this place? Well, Roman talks about it where it says, like, the people got so wicked that God gave them over to their ways. And, and, and men lost their uh, desire for women, their natural desire for women. And they went to their lust for men. And then the women did the same thing. They lost their desire, their natural desire for men. And they went with other women. That's what's happening today. I mean, uh, we, it's something you read about in the Bible. Look at America. And then you get back to the scripture where it says they'll, they'll call evil good and good but evil. Well, now, if, if you're a Christian and you say, well, that's not right. What, what my Bible says, I don't care what your law says. What my Bible says is that it's not right. They, then they say they call you evil. 
so what they, they call good evil and evil good so so the, the the tables have turned around and i think like we've been in uh we've been in in a in a comfort zone christianity has been in a comfort zone here in america it's not a, we're it's not going to be comfortable here pretty soon we're not going to be living in this comfortable time anymore because you think about like the the uh, bakers, the Christian bakers that basically got sued and, and I believe lost their business and and the uh, the uh, justice of the peace that, that refused to marry a, a gay couple. Then she got thrown in jail actually for a little while. So it, it's the persecution of the Christians. I feel like is coming, and 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 that might sound radical until you look at the news. <laughs> then it's not so radical anymore. Right. And another thing is if if. You got to think about this. If the disciples were walking today, if Jesus was walking today, if Paul was walking today, they, people would consider them radical. They would say, man, like those guys are crazy. They're radical. But that was the kind of, of Christianity that changed the world. That's the kind of Christianity that made it to where 2000 years later, we're reading about that. That That's true Christianity. The kind of Christianity that we've had that, that's going on now, we've lost so much ground it's insane. It's no wonder why uh, we are in the position that we're in now, because Christianity has become so passive uh, that, that we're afraid to speak up. We don't want to fit nobody. Uh, we're Man, if, if, if I say that, everybody might look at me different. Well, hate to tell you, but I would rather God look at me right and people look at me wrong than vice versa. So uh, and, and, and it's like I said, I, I don't hate anybody uh, and, and I don't think God hates anybody. He hates sin. He doesn't. He doesn't hate just a specific group of people, right? Uh, and, and I think it's important for us to still love those people, not to look at them different. I, I, I think we have to, because uh, think about that. If me and you do not like each other, you, whether I'm trying to tell you something for your own good or not, you're not going to be receptive to anything I'm saying because you can't stand me. So, if we just cut off lines of communication with anybody we say is not living by the Bible, what happens? And we lose those people. That's not what God wants. He wants them just as bad as he wants us. And uh, that, that's the one thing I think Christianity has to keep in mind, too, is that, uh, you know, you have sin like that, and then you have sin. We we struggle with stuff. Man, the Bible says if you think about doing it, you might as well have done it. So everybody, at some point or another throughout the day, is sinning. Uh, so so definitely not trying to pick on anybody, but that's just the truth. is the truth. No, I, I would, and you're right. You're you're right. You're writing about ten things that you said right there. Um, on that same topic, I think there's a, there's something that gets lost in the idea of uh, since you brought up you know uh, same sex marriage, we will talk about same sex marriage, right? Um, I think there's something that gets lost on on all sides about where where I think, and this is just this is my opinion because I I think what we talk about and what Christ talks about to sinners is that you love them and you and you and you despise the sin that they commit and right. you know I don't I personally uh, I think it was a it was a flawed argument from years back when we used to argue over whether it was a choice or was not a choice um, and and you're arguing two different things you're arguing you're arguing the choice to enter into a relationship or you're arguing against a feeling, right? A feeling, a right. temptation, a desire, right? right? And and so one side are are saying that 
it's not a choice i feel this way i didn't choose to feel this way i feel this way i agree i believe you i believe you don't choose to feel that way because and, and you have these de desires you have these temptations at the same time just because you feel that way doesn't make it right right it doesn't mean that when you act on it that that it's the right thing to do i have That's desires right. and everybody has desires each and every day about stuff that you you should not do because it's not good for you i would i would love to get a big pot of a big bowl of ice cream or or a whole thing of ice cream and sit in front of the tv and and just eat ice cream and, and keep my feet up and not do anything that's how i feel that's a feeling that i have i didn't choose it it, it chose me I, that that's my taste that's my temptation now the challenge in that is to fight the temptation because it's not healthy for me it's not healthy for my family to do it it's not it's not healthy healthy for a variety of reasons it's going to hurt me in the long run both of those things are true at the same right. time um and i think from the very beginning the argument was skewed and 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 once people have made their their they, they took their sides then they took their sides uh and and that's just kind of where we're stuck at and and the idea that you're talking about like we're talking about like hey you can have whatever feelings you want to have i don't i believe that you have them um i love you anyway sure. but you need to understand that this is wrong and you and you need to repent for for what you do you need to fight those, those that temptation in order to live everlasting life right the problem is is when you take that sin and you go not only do you not repent from it not only do you not acknowledge it but then you celebrate it and then you try to get others to celebrate it with you and i i think that is like the most egregious of all the talk about some of these things that we talk about i i totally sympathize for a uh, for a young woman who made a mistake who ends up pregnant who's 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 father or who's uh, uh you know boyfriend or whatever is a is a dirtbag and left them and they're young and they're they don't know what to do with the kid and you know they, they have these issues i don't i don't wish that on anybody and i that that's a terrible terrible position to be in um and whatever choices that young lady and her family or whoever make i would still love that that person but what i what i can't love is when you not only you don't acknowledge that what you've done or what you might do is a grave grave sin that it's like that's murdering the innocent and then you turn around to to other girls like you and you uh you you, you celebrate yourself for doing it and you encourage other people that are in that same position to do it too now now that's to me it's that is that's a whole that's a, that's a whole another level of, of, of issues and there there is a distinct I think well, I feel a big distinction between those two. Um, I don't envy any of those people and and, and their situations, uh, but at the same time, I really can't support the fact that you're trying to encourage other kids, and that's where we're at now. You know, ten years ago, when all this stuff started coming up and becoming mainstream, you know, Christians were saying they're gonna, this is gonna be terrible for our kids. Everybody said, no, they're crazy. Nobody's coming after the kids. Nobody's ever going to go after the kids. The kids aren't going to be affected by 
what a man and a woman do in their bedroom or, or two men do in the bedroom or all these all these issues well it's not, it ain't even been 10 years and that's exactly where they're after is all these kids and they're you know they're, they're indoctrinating our children with certain beliefs and, and telling them that that these things are are good when they're not good um, and we're in a danger to your point we're in a dangerous position right now and I talked about this on a video I put in yesterday and I was pretty excited uh, is that you know Christians are under attack that's that's what all this 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 latest hubbub over these Catholic school kids right it, it, it's not that they were it's not that they were kids it's not because you know they wanted to uh, uh, somebody some some social justice you know a good Samaritan was trying to save you know or or, or, or broadcast that these that these kids were being mean to this elder that's not the case at all the true fact is that they were that these kids were just coming from the pro-life March and brother I was there that's another thing we need to talk about the pro-life March was great okay I mean the the March for life was awesome I, there were um, I wish I could have talked to a few celebrities that we walked by but you know how that goes um, but yeah they had just come from the March for life they're a Catholic school they're they they're essentially getting harassed and that's what all of this thing was about is about trying to take down a, a Christian school that, that's it that's all it is it's about attacking the Christian uh, the Christian American community and, I, and this is going to continue you, you see it all over the place you see it in Texas now of, of all places it's on the west coast and east coast anytime hell, the, 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 the New York governor a few years said if you're pro-life don't come to my state we, there's yeah. no place for you the, <laughs> the Canadian the Canadian president just came out and said you know I want to say like two weeks ago that you know you're Anybody that's pro-life is uh, uh, essentially behind the times. You're living in medieval times. You're, you're uh, the, the the history or the future of the world is going to pass you by. I mean that that's real. These aren't these aren't crazies on the street. These are people in power. And Politicians. if we don't recognize that and stand up for ourselves and contribute to ourselves, we're going to have a big problem. It, it, it's it's decision time for sure because uh, we're, we're definitely 100% I mean it, it's coming if we're hearing these kind of conversations going on with the conservative uh, Republican president when, when a Democratic president comes in and definitely not trying to uh, make it a political conversation but uh, truth is truth uh, when, when somebody liberal minded comes in that says every anything goes because we don't want to discriminate against anybody I don't want to discriminate against anybody either, but the word of God does not change. It tells us it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, so our times can change. The culture can change. But God's kingdom does not change. And so uh, it's decision time. We're, we're, uh, and, and man, you know what? The word tells us, hey, uh, Jesus said, if the world hates you, remember that it first hated me. And if you suffer first persecution for my sake, consider it a blessing or to be great in heaven. So uh, we shouldn't be surprised that all these things are, are, are coming to play. And it's, it's uh, like I said, we've been living in a in definitely a comfort period, but it is coming. Uh, it, it's interesting that if you say it's evil to kill a baby, you become evil. Uh, they flipped the script on me. But uh, that just because you're not okay, that an unborn baby gets killed now now you're considered evil to the point where you have a politician saying don't come to my state if that's not hateful if that's not but but if you're a christian you're intolerant you're 
bigot, you're hateful, you're not accepting. You got a politician that's not accepting right there that's telling you if you if you're pro-life, don't even come to my state. Uh, but nobody says nothing with that. That's, that's the thing is that I feel like as Christians, we become super passive because we're so afraid to offend. And, and imagine if Paul was like that. Imagine if the disciples were like that. Imagine if Christ was like that. If he wouldn't, he called his own people. Uh, I mean, he called the Pharisees out, the, the, the people that were considered religious leaders. So uh, I think that there's it's definitely decision time, man. Uh, we, have to, we have to either, we're going to be a, a group of uh, doers or, or just of hearers and, and, and the word tells you man if you're uh faith without works is dead so if you're saying you have faith and there's no works behind that then it's dead if you're saying i believe in god and his word and then but you're going with the times then you're of this world and, and the word tells us be in the world but not of it uh, don't conform to the world around you it tells us that and and uh so it, it's not it's not an easy decision to make when we start to go against the grain because there's persecution that comes behind that. Uh, there's going to be people that, that call good evil. And, and that's essentially what, if you're a Christian now, you're called evil pretty much. You're intolerant, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're all these things. Uh, but I, I think it's important for us to stand firm in our faith. And this is where you separate the sheep from the from the goats. Uh, this is where you're going to uh, figure out who's truly following and then who's following when it's convenient. The word tells us do it in season and out of season when it feels good, when it doesn't feel good, when it's easy, when it's not easy. Uh, so, so if we're following when things are just convenient, then you gotta ask yourself, man, where would I be if it was the times of Paul and of the disciples where, the, where they were facing real persecution of losing their life? Uh, where, where, what does that say about my faith? I tell you, it really makes you take a look in the mirror and say, okay, we're definitely headed to some times where it's not cool to be Christian. It's not. Uh, so, so what am I going to do? Am, am I going to fold and, and just fall in with the world around me? Or if I'm going to say, this is, this is what my Bible says, and, and I'm not going to change from that. Come what may, you're not going to change my mind from that. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm working on something myself and, 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 uh, the, the wife and I are working on something. So our our organization right now, the Christian American T-Shirt Company, falls under a a larger organization uh, that we've, we started in name only. Uh, we don't have any uh, uh, nonprofit status yet, but we, we're, we're going to call the Christian American Revitalization Effort, right? So CARE for short, um, to essentially do that, right? To, to revitalize... Christian Americans in and around in and around this country um, we just this is all internal stuff right so this is, we're all we're still brainstorming but the the, the 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 crux of the matter is that what we need to do what Christian Americans need to do in 2019 is use the the technology that we have to benefit ourselves in our community the most that we can and 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 we can accomplish all those things that we used to be able to accomplish in a community but we could but, but being spread out so the the daily word here you know online you can you can shop from christian american shops you can you can uh go to you can support christian american businesses you can support and go to Christian American schools and higher education. 
it's just a matter of what what we want to do eventually and this is now I'm, I'm i'm thinking 10 years down the line though is where we want to have a christian american you know elementary school uh or elementary but now up here they do k through eight you know uh, some kind of primary education separate from what government mandates that that we can have uh uh low-income no-income families go to this type of education this type of school for free which means what it means we got to have you know we got to be able to pay for it somehow we got to have buildings and we got to have people and teachers and stuff like that but i mean again but in the long term to to not get into the weeds here on you in the long term what we need to do is we need to start thinking about our, our our community right our communities need to be stronger than they've ever been even though we may not be geographically closer uh, than we've ever been, it being spread out, um, and I think, and I think, this this type of idea, this type of model, isn't uh, isn't too difficult, right? If you look at some of the, again, I, I put this on this video last night, uh, on the video I put out last night, explaining some of these things. If you look at Christians across America, one thing you do, what we for whatever reason, when, when the chips are down, we do come to their defense. Uh, the problem is we don't show up. Um, the March for Life, we kind of showed up. But you think 71% of 350 million is 240 million people that call themselves Christian. Out of 240 million, about 600,000 were here. I think it's a lot of people, but it's 1%. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. This small, it's this small amount of people right just because it's hard to get up here i got it but you, you understand that what i'm saying is that uh if you look at hobby lobby right hobby lobby said look we're not gonna pay for a, abortion insurance because we don't believe in it and and they they took it to court and they took it all the way to the supreme court and they won it right rightfully so but at the same time before they won that supreme court the government was fining them a million dollars a day they were fining they used the force of the government to find a Christian company a million dollars a day. So that if it wasn't because they were already so so wealthy, they already made so much money, they couldn't have kept that up. They couldn't have right. kept up that, and and they they didn't have to, right? They could have folded. Those people could have folded. I don't know the names of the owner of, of the of the organization, um, but I know that. They could have folded whenever they wanted to, and they didn't. They they stuck it out. They paid this fine until they eventually won, and they and they they were able to pay that fine until they won because other Christians said, you know what? If I need artsy artsy stuff, if I need craft stuff, I'm gonna go to Hobby Lobby. We go to Hobby Lobby. I got three girls in the house. They love to paint and 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 put glitter on stuff and make things and make frames and stuff like that. And when we do that, we go to Hobby Lobby. There are other stores. But we know that Hobby yeah. Lobby supports the things that, you know, the Christian American values that we support. So we go to them. Chick-fil-A is another example. I've never eaten at a Chick-fil-A until they got heat because they close on Sundays and because they were uh, uh, giving money to a to an organization that was uh, for traditional marriage. And, right. and, and, the, and they, they, the media turned on them and made them seem like they were bigots. From that point forward to this day, 
if we want to go out to eat at fast food, which we do very rarely, but if we go out to eat or at fast food or if we got a long trip and we know we're going to eat along the way, we plan our stops where the Chick-fil-A's are at because we support that company. And it's a great, it's, the food's great and the, and the service is great. But more than all that is that these people will stand for our values. And because they stand for our values, I will put my money into that community, into our community every single time. And I sure. think... I think that what we've seen is we've seen that work, um, and, and and so that's what we're going to push. I'm looking, I'm looking to push an idea like that across across this whole country that where organizations and people that support what you support, like you and I, right? I, again, there's no competition in whatever you're doing and what I'm doing. It, okay. There's just not anybody that I can I can direct to your organization anywhere. I will do it and. It, it doesn't bother me one bit because the real goal is not fame or it's not notoriety. It's not the followers. It's, it's not money. It's not any of that other nonsense. The real goal is that we bring our country back. We bring our faith back to something that's real. And I don't feel like it's real. Yeah, no, for sure. Man, what you're saying, Eddie, is that, that's amazing because that's that's literally how we're losing ground. Uh, is is that I'll tell you an example, man. My 15 year old daughter came home not that long ago and was telling me, Hey, dad, um, the math teacher started talking to a, a guy, he started talking to her and the, the rest of the class about his sexual preference. And uh, I said, I'm not, not quite sure what that has to do with math, other than you're trying to get my child to adopt the way that you think. Uh, and and it's just, it, it blew my mind. I'm thinking like, this has absolutely nothing to do with, with math or, or algebra or whatever, whatever they're working on. Uh, and, and even took it a step further and said, hey, uh, if you guys, when we do the pledge or whatever, if you guys don't want to stand for that, you don't have to and this, that and the other. And I'm thinking, man, like, uh, uh, why are you pushing this on, on, on my child? Just let her, uh, you know, Think of, think of what she wants to think of or, or as far as like a, a, the way we're bringing her up don't push her away from that it's, it's my child you know what I mean and, and, and it's it's frustrating so when you talk about making a, a place that where, where other Christians can send their kids and not have to worry about those things man that, that's, that would be amazing uh, obviously uh, my 15 year old is she doesn't have that much longer in school but it's it, every action begins with a thought and right. just having that thought who knows maybe in, in a future generation that thought will have become an action and we can actually have somewhere to send them that where they won't uh poison their little minds into trying to conform them to the world uh and i think that's the biggest thing man right now and it's even down to the church man where where that they're trying to conform the word to, to match the world to the to the changing world and we can't do that man we uh uh we, we just can't we can't compromise what you you mentioned about you know right there at the end about the the church right and and speaking of education one of my biggest you know if 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 i have a if i have like on on a scale of you know what really drives me crazy right one of the ones that's at the top of my list is religious education not in the fact that religious education exist or not exist or anything like that the the biggest problem that i have is if you go back 20 years ago 30 years ago 50 years ago a a a single 
uh, a breadwinning family, right? With, with, with a guy, with a man that worked, a, a wife that stayed home and could raise two kids, could afford to send those two kids to, to Catholic school or to some kind of Christian school. Good luck finding that today. The, the religious oh, yeah. education in our country has gone from supporting and, and being around for the lower and middle income families to elite education. It's, it's unbelievable to me. One of the biggest things that irks me the most is the fact that uh, uh, a middle income family, you, you could be working with a wife you know, with two incomes. You can't afford to send your kid to Catholic school or to some Christian school not because it's an elite education up here. Ronnie, up here, you want to go to a, to a, a, a good Christian school? Thirty thousand dollars a year per kid, and that's a that's like the bottom tier. That's the bottom tier education. We're talking about elementary school, middle school, high school. Twenty five, thirty grand a year per kid per year. It's not like hey, you're gonna pay thirty grand and it's gonna be all four years of high school. No, no, Sarge, one year, um, and you can't afford it, and you cannot afford it. And so what it leaves is it leaves the the poorest Christian Americans among us to go to the schools that you know the public schools where they where they do the same thing that you're talking about is that they they, they indoctrinate our kids into whatever the whatever whoever is in charge of the government whatever their ideas are to, to that they want to, to to proliferate throughout our the future that's what they do and that's what you you have to pay attention you have yeah. to pay attention to what your kids are learning. Um, and, and it's great that she comes to you and says, hey, you know, they're trying to tell me that, you know, some stuff that doesn't make sense to me. And then you're right to go up to that school and go, hey, wait a minute, dude. Um, this is this is not in line with with our fa- our family and our household values. And and if you're going to be talking to them about this it needs, first, it needs to be we need to be warned. And I'll make sure that our kid isn't there that day. Um, right. And then you're also going to have to explain to me and the school board as to what what it is that you're doing talking about that in math class, because that's yeah. got nothing to do with math. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, for sure, man. I think it, it you you said it right too, man. It's 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 uh, discouraging when you think about that. Like you said, uh, they they almost made uh, the you know Christian education like a, a business almost instead of. I think oh, it about is. Like, you know, one of the, one of the things that I was reading was uh, like Paul. He, he goes to visit this church, man. It spends like three years with him. And I'll talk about it a little bit about this at the revival. But he spends three years with him, and he tells him, he said, man, and he didn't go alone. He took some other brothers with him, and he said, you guys know that I humbly came and gave y'all the word, and never took anything from y'all. I worked uh, to take care of myself, and not just myself, but but the people that I brought with me, and because I didn't want to be a burden on y'all, so so a lot of times, man, that's you see that is like we'll give you the word, but it's gonna cost you this much, and that's why like uh, me and Adam had talked about it, and we're like, man, we're not the one thing we're not gonna do is take a message that God is telling us to take to Goliath and then ask for an offering because it'll take away from everything you're doing. Uh, but you know, we know that that money is not our motivation here. It's the, it's kingdom of god is the motivation uh and, and introducing people to god that that's that's the motivation but and what happens is if with something like that people will twist it up and, and you know turn it all around and, and make it seem like there's other motives because there's people out there extorting and, and charging 
top dollar for something that, man, you should be wanting to give these the younger generation the word so that they can grow up and pass that word on free of charge even. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, or just enough to run the building and maybe pay, pay some employees. You don't need to get rich off of off doing that, you know? Yeah, you don't need, you see these pastors on TV that are, you know, that are getting, you know, million dollar planes so they can travel around and preach. I mean, give me a break. And even down there in, in, in Texas, I mean, look at look at Joe Olstein. You know all the, the 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 issues that he had, right? Because you know it, there when when the hurricane came and all the flood, you know everybody opened their door except except his church. His church uh, didn't open their doors to anybody. They didn't take in anybody. Completely dry while everybody else was flooded, and and nobody and, and nobody opened the, his church to let people sleep in. I mean, and, and that's just a kind of that's just kind of a, a, a fake false leadership, you know that that we've fallen into and people and, and people subscribe to that they they go there to, not to hear the word of god they go there to to be motivated and to to living their own life is essentially what they're doing and 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 giving them uh some kind of justification for their own ambitions which i'm not against ambition fine i mean we, we talked about this before but at the same time uh you know it should be you should have you should have some kind of reason you know reasoning behind what you're doing and 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 it's anybody who knows anything should know that any monetary value is isn't fulfilling it's non-sustaining it's part of the reason why honestly it's part of the reason why you know so many people get in trouble which is something else i want to talk to you about is is specifically about your guys's message uh, to to those uh, in prison, but I'll get back to that. But that's part of that's part of the thing. The, the part of the reason we have so we have so many people that are in trouble, so many people that are uh, breaking the law and, and trying to do what they think is you know what they need to do, they think they need to do to to succeed in life, and they were measured that success is measured in dollar signs, right? That that success is measured in how many cars you have, what type of car, how, how big is your home, how many homes. Uh, it, it's all these superficial stuff that comes with money and, and, and society's measuring that your success. Like, oh, this person is more successful than that person because because he's got more money. That, yeah. that's, that's the measuring stick. He's got more money, so he's more successful. But what they don't take into account is, okay, maybe the guy over here with the less money, maybe he spends more time with his kids maybe he spends more time in the church doing things maybe uh he maybe when he goes to bed at night he can go to bed at night without uh sleeping pills without worries on his on his mind constantly meanwhile this quote-unquote successful person has got two three divorces his kids don't speak to him he's in he's he's on his last you know uh his last you know, hundred dollars in the bank because he's overspent on this stuff he doesn't need. You don't know the problems that he's got, but according to everybody, he's more successful because he's got more money, and, I, and that's a big problem. That that's a big problem in our poor communities is that they they think that the success is measured on money, and it's not. It's it, it should be measured on the amount of good that you do, and the amount of meaning in your life, and that's the true. That's what I've come to realize is the true. Uh, the the true goal, I guess, of of uh, of success or the true measuring stick of success is like how how uh, 
fulfilled am I and what I've accomplished and what I'm doing? And, and right. is it for good or is it for bad? If it's just for green pieces of paper with numbers on them, that means nothing yeah. to me. It means nothing. Yeah. You know, it, it's a uh, man. I'll go back to like how uh, you're talking about like with Joel Osteen, man. There's a lot of a lot of preachers right now that are doing that, and I think it's good to build people. I think it is good to to, to uh, speak life into them. But what happens is when there's no balance in that, then you end up setting those people up for failure because all you've told them is about how God wants to bless you and bless you and bless you, and He does. God does want to bless His children, of course He does. But it also tells us you're not ever reading the part that says the rain falls on the just and the unjust so when then problems come to them they're going to say well my preacher's only been telling me that god wants to bless me why is he not blessing me why am i running into all these problems is god not real so then you set them up to question their faith you have to tell them that listen the storms of life will come but when they come know that if your house is built on a solid foundation on the rock of jesus christ you're going to be fine you'll weather those storms it's when you're out trying to build your house on other things and, and, and your motives are, are to, like you said, have worldly success. Uh, that That's one of the things that, that stuck out to me, man, that we read that uh, chapter, uh, Matthew uh, chapter six last night. And, and, and I'll read it back to you right now. It says, uh, it's this is going to be Matthew chapter six, verse 28. And it says, then why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. Uh, and if God cares for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he is he certainly will care for you. Uh, why do you have so little faith? So that see, this is a prime example of that. Solomon, one of the richest men to ever live. Uh, I mean, he probably in his time was dressed top notch everything uh and and he's telling you even he with all his little worldly success he had going on uh wasn't as beautiful to me as the little flower is i made the flower that way i dressed it it, it didn't have to go out and even make clothes for itself that's you know why it's beautiful because i made him that way and it stayed that way us we we make ourselves out we try to try to be measured to the world's success and like you said what, what happens is we're trying to fill all these voids that only God can fill. And then we wind up disappointed, stressed out, frustrated, depressed, anxious, and anxiety attacks and all these things because we're steady chasing the the, the world's, uh, I guess, definition of success instead of saying, God, like, th this is the biggest thing that, that I guess sticks out to me here lately is, is that we're in a society now that we're all always thinking, and this is, goes back to that prosperity gospel. We're always thinking, God, what can you do for me? Instead of, God, what can I do for you? Because you've already done enough. You sent your only son to come die because I'm going to be wicked. I'm, I'm just sinful nature. That that's I was born into that. And you understood that, so you sent your son to die for me. Uh, so what can I do for you? Let me repay you a little something back. Let me go to Goliath and take revival over there. Uh, but you don't get that no more. Everybody's always saying, God, I, this is my problem. God, I need this from you. God's not a genie, man. He wants a relationship with you guys. You, you got to talk to him and tell him, God, I love you. You've done enough. If you never do nothing else for me, you've done enough. What can I do for you? You don't, you just, we don't, you don't hear that anymore, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. And it, which is why that Matthew 5, 6, 7, I mean, you know, 
there is a I truly I believe right I believe all the vast majority of great people great minds great musicians great actors right anybody that we classify or we deemed as all oh, this this guy's great his er, their early stuff is always the best and it's like oh Jimi Hendrix is the greatest guitar and then somebody will say well did you know did you ever hear his early stuff right the, the underground mixtape stuff whatever whatever that early you know uh, it, it's always deemed as like oh if you understood that if you understood if you saw Richard Pryor's early stuff that wasn't on TV is the best that there has ever been I think the reason for that is because these are great ideas these are great minds and and they've had this whole they've had this whole time to to think about what they want to do or where they want to go or some of these ideas that are floating around in their head and then they come out right they come out with their early stuff and Matthew is so great because that's Jesus's early stuff he's you he, you don't know what happened you know from the time he went uh, once he was lost in the caravan speaking in, in the in the temple when they found him until John the Baptist baptizes him I mean there, there's a huge gap and you I, I, I think to myself I mean he's got all these years to to develop like what what is this message gonna be what am I what is God gonna lead me to say where am I gonna go how am I gonna reach the people I need to reach how am I gonna get this message across and and Matthew those early those early you know uh, chapters of Matthew are deep right that's his that's Jesus's early stuff he, he comes out and he gives you the beatitudes and it's and it flips everything that you know as what a king should be what the messiah is going to be you know he he's going to have a kingdom he's going to deliver us he's going to save israel he's going to he's going to do all these things that the that he's going to uh, uh, rise from the dead he's going to you know all these prophecies that that the old testament lays forth he's going to come back and he's going to do and he flips it completely and he and he tells you you know the meek are going to inherit the earth and blessed be the peacemakers not the warriors right and he and he, and he goes one by one by one like oh you want to you want to you know correct people huh well why don't you get the beam out of your own eye before you you know correct somebody else with what they don't know right? yeah. It, it's, yeah it's brutal i mean it, it those and and i've just been I encourage anybody that watches this video, especially this long into the video, to go to Matthew uh, and, and those chapters five, six, and seven, and listen and read on what Jesus says in his early in his early stuff uh, about how to pray, how to give, how to how to uh, not to judge people, and and who are the who are the true winners in life, because his kingdom is is not of the earth; it's of something completely different. In order to be crowned in in that world or in, in heaven you're gonna have to serve people you're gonna have Here. to not served but serve as i came to serve and you're gonna have to pick up your cross and you're gonna have hard times and life is gonna be tragic at some point you're not gonna have any fault in it bad things are gonna happen they're gonna happen to you they're gonna happen to your family they're gonna happen to the ones you love your friends and, and you're gonna have to deal with that in this way kind yes. and charitable and 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 and, and uh compassionate and it's that's 
that's that's a hard standard man it's a hard standard but it but it's that is the true measure of success and, and and what what love actually is and what being successful in this life actually entails um which is why which is why i bring, bring that up and is that is that the early stuff you mentioned romans earlier right romans is paul's early stuff but if most of the people that you know i guess the scholars of the new testament you know they i've seen numerous items or you know uh, articles saying you know the the greatest book in the bible like the most in-depth thought-provoking book in the bible is romans again that's paul's first book i mean so he's he's done all these things and he's planned and he's thought and he and he finally gets a chance to write them down and and it's deep it's deep and it's it's real it is really really deep man that's one of my favorite books actually man uh Romans goes into detail, man, and, and, and uh, it kind of just covers how Paul, Paul's journey, man, was just really, really intense, man. People don't know that uh, I was telling the Bible study group just the other day, and last night, actually, uh, I made a little confession there. I said, man, it's crazy because I was reading Romans and I and I got up and I was excited about what I was reading, man. And I started to tell Valerie, uh, and I, I'm, I'm jealous of Paul. Cause he, he goes and he starts all these churches and, and man, he's just a man of God. And he says at one point, like my life is meaningless unless I use it to spread the gospel. And, and I started to tell her that. And then I remember when he got stoned and I'm like, wait a minute, this man has been stoned, shipwrecked and bit by snakes and all these different things. It's like, so, so I couldn't, I had to stop myself, but, but uh, I was telling her, I said, imagine being at the end of your life and, and knowing you did absolutely nothing meaningful with it, that, that, that you can't really look back and say, what 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 exactly did I accomplish? And, and, and that's gotta be a torture in itself to know that you wasted a gift uh, and, and nothing, absolutely nothing came from it, nothing good, you know what I mean? And then imagine Paul, how he felt at the end where he says, like I ran, the, the I finished my race or I fought the good fight. And, and man, to, to be able to, come to your last breath and know, man, I, I carried out the will of my father in, in heaven and that, man, I'm, I'm going to get to spend eternity with him now. This is all over with. This is not going to be no more condemnation, no more suffering, no more persecution, no more anything. It's just going to be just time with him. I mean, that's got to be pretty fulfilling. Now, I would tell you that, you know, um, it had to be 2015, yeah, 2015, 2016, I spent uh, a lot of time in Iraq, and, and I was alone uh, often, right? I mean, you just sleep alone. Um, and I used to read. That's where I really when I started reading more and more to the Bible, and, and especially the New Testament. And 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 Paul is just to me is he's unbelievable. Right? It's some of the thoughts and, and all the actions that you talk about are are totally unbelievable. And you think to yourself, like, man, how could I ever live up to that standard? Right? Like, how could I ever? give everything that i got how could i ever write as much as he's as he's written i mean the vast majority of the new testament is him um and starting the churches and providing them motivation and 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 just literally being on fire for christ and i thought for a long time on like how what i could do in that uh in that in that you know lineage or 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 to uphold a legacy like that uh that he had um it's kind of how we got, got kind of got here, right? It's like I don't, a, I don't have the time to write all that, but maybe, just maybe, if we put out enough of Christ's word, and, and again, 
just Paul wasn't breaking. Well, I guess he was breaking some revolutionary ground with thoughts, but everything he did was was pointed directly back to Christ. You know, everything he talks about is pointed directly back to Christ, directly back to the law, uh, directly back to how you should live, and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he he was pointing every he was pointing us back to Christ, and I think you know, hopefully, that's what you know other folks can can come to is like, hey, let's we should be on fire and motivated for Christ like Paul was, and let's let's get into these stories, let's get into these stories, let's get into this word. And, and think about how it's relevant today and give that message to the people today. I mean, because that's what he was doing. He was taking Christ's example and he's talking to the people in Rome about, hey, Romans, here's where your here's where your problems are. Here's where you need to be thinking. Here's how it's relevant to you today. Okay, and then it's done with that. Let's go to the Ephesians. Hey, the church of, you know, Ephesus or uh, 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 I don't know how you say it, pronounce that name. Um, uh, Ephesus, Ephesus, whatever. Um, but hey, this is this is the problems that you guys are having. Here's what you need to do. Remember, Christ is here. Stay motivated. Don't uh, give up in, the, in these areas. He writes to Timothy a couple times. Timothy, hey, long time no see, brother. Don't forget, Christ is the way, the truth, the light, and, and let's you know keep up the faith, keep pushing, keep motivated, keep building. Don't relent. Yada. He's just constantly motivated. He's constantly on fire, and he's writing by hand. Why he's in prison, why he's chained, why he's being persecuted, why he's being chased. I mean, it doesn't matter what obstacles are in front of him. He just keeps on doing it. And he doesn't know that 2,000 years later, we're still going to be, you know, that these collection of letters are going to be the, bi- the the Bible. And we're going to, you know, we, we'll still be talking about him, you know, through the Internet. Right. He just he just did it. He's just doing it. Um, and. If you if you can think like that, you know, just do it. Here, here's what we're doing. You know, and, and, and you and I are both in this in this in this uh, environment where we don't know what we're doing quite. You know, right. we don't we don't know all the ins and outs, but we're figuring it out. You have a fire. Your organization has a fire. We have a fire, and we recognize problems. We might not have the same solution, uh, how to get there, but we know that the solution is God. That's for sure. I think the main goal, man, uh, with anybody who's doing any kind of ministry is, is to introduce people to Christ, uh, and, and let them know, man, that it doesn't matter where exactly you're at. Uh, you know, God, God wants a relationship with you. Just come to him. Uh, I was talking to Tony earlier and he said, man, I don't know why God this is putting this on me that we're a fisher of men that we bring them in and he'll clean them up. And that's the absolute truth, man. We, that's that's our, our goal in life, is to be fisher of men, to bring them to Christ and then let Christ do his thing with them. We can't change nobody, but he can. So uh, it's crazy. But look, one of the things like uh, with Paul, man, he talks about that. And, and he said, I, I pray that you guys live a life worthy of your calling. And, and man, I think about that. He's he's telling, he's talking to the to believers here. He's telling them, I pray that you live a life worthy of your calling. He's telling you that God has called you to do something. So the first thing you got to do is spend some one-on-one time with God and say, God, what is my calling? Tell me what what role do I play in your body? You know, am I the arm? Am I the leg? Or what am I? Because uh, so, without knowing your calling, you can't live your life that's worthy of your calling. And then once you find that, walk in obedience to it, man. It's it's Sometimes it's not easy. He might tell you, hey, I need you to drive six hours back to your hometown and, and, and go deliver this message that I have for them because I love them that much. 
that I grab a group of people and take them from one side of Texas to the other because I love them that much that I got something for you, a, a message that has to be delivered to them and you're, I'm going to use you to do it. And all we can do is say, thank you, man. God, giving me everything. Uh, I'm not going to tell you no. Yeah, and, and well, I would tell you that I get motivated listening to you guys. I get motivated watching what you guys are doing. Um, again, uh, you've got a, a good support system around there you got a good community around there um the, the, like i said that what's his name uh, jason jason is <laughs> I, I don't know he he gets me fired up and motivated man and, and all that talking about you know because that's something and i feel bad for myself uh i i feel disappointed in myself when i hear jason speak on the prisoner and being in prison and and and, and the, the struggles that he's had and then and, and what he what he's gone through and and your brother the same right when your brother gave his testimony I watched that too right and that's something that I I did not consider and I'm and of all the people in my opinion that should have considered people that are in prison that the the, the prisoners I would have figured that I would have um, and I and I, I just hadn't I just hadn't thought about it um, until I saw your videos and I thought to myself, well, like, well, hell, I'm, I'm, uh, I sure forgot about this, right? I'm sure, I sure forgot about, you know, that these, you know, individuals that, uh, are, are people nonetheless and that have made, you know, bad decisions on a variety of different areas. And now they're in, you know, they're in Gladiator Academy, uh, instead of, you know, being put on the right track right yeah. having the words spoken to them you know yeah. so many are just falling further and further into this into this darkness um and he he, he gives a good message man he just does and and it resonates oh. with me because any one of us and, and my mind and you know again we come from the same place so i know you understand what i'm talking about um you know when we grew up you know at any point in time a, a, a man could get into have man problems right and 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 for my for the vast you know majority of my life and especially in my 20s when something would happen you know and, and you know there would be a fight or there would be a shooting or there would be you know some kind of you know dramatic violent event I kind of shrugged that off and go why well, I, I mean I could see it you know men are men right and and Sometimes men, you know, there's, there, we just have issues, and at any point in time, some issues might happen, and based on whatever happens at that point in time, could affect the rest of your life. And you didn't, you didn't start out the day to go do something crazy, but at the end of the night, at the end of the night, you ended up in jail. You might not come home for ten to twenty, and it, it's yeah. just, it's just that type of world that we live in. Um, and, and those people shouldn't be forgotten those people aren't redeemable are irredeemable um oh. yeah and 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 that's a that's just a good message that's a good uh it's just a good group of guys that you have to speak on that from experience man so so uh one of the things that i hadn't told you is that jason was what was the one preaching when adam got saved in prison jason oh. had done even years on on uh pretty serious charge man and, and uh it had to do with somebody being killed uh, and uh man long story short he said 
uh, that, you know, God, he, he went through this long thing and, and I'll let you listen to it yourself. I said, I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, but, but, um, basically man, uh, uh, God touched him and, and he started doing his thing while he was in prison. But he said, I never had, uh, the urge to come back to prison to think that I was going to preach. He said, until I'm walking out and, and this guard tells me, Hey, we'll save your bed for you. And he said, instantly, when the guard told me that I knew, uh, if that's the last message that you're giving people as they're leaving from here, I got to come back and give them a different message. And, and so that was the deal too. Like with Goliath is I was telling Adam, man, we left the messed up message when we left that place as kids. Uh, how many people did we influence in the right? I mean, I'm sorry, in the wrong direction. And and so now we, we got to go leave a different message and make sure that we, we use that influence and, and point them in the right direction. So, yeah, man, it was it was great. I, I tell you, the whole the whole thing was a, a blessing and a great experience, and, and just the team that God blesses with going down there, brothers and sisters, man, uh, bro, it, it it's amazing. You think you're gonna step out and, and in faith and do something for God, and God tells you, look what I'm gonna do for you, and then bam, He says, look, I'm gonna send you down there with the army, literally. It's a beautiful thing, man. Oh, awesome, brother. Hey, we're we're at about an hour and a half. So, uh, I know, I know time flies like, man, we just got on, it feels like we just got on camera, uh, but, uh, we're getting ready to wrap this up. Um, again, you let me know what your schedule looks like. When is a good time? If you want to get together, like I said, about every other week or so and have these conversations, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If you want to, if you want to bring in some of your guys or whatever, and, 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 you know, we sit around like a, almost like a round table or something and, and conversate in this the same type of setting i'm for that too um again i I have i have no ideas or 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 preconceptions on how we should do things if how how often and and what it should look like uh i'm open to anything and if you guys want to get together and and, and do some of these uh have some of these conversations just let me know man and and, and we're here and we'll I'll, i'll put it online and keep doing what we're doing for sure, I, I mentioned to Stephen from Men's United to to get with you, and because uh, I think it's important, uh, he's doing a, a really good job motiva- motivating men to grow in Christ, man, over there, and and, and uh, also my brothers from Goliad, man, it, it probably wouldn't be a, a bad idea to to be able to have these kind of conversations with them, also. Uh, but I can definitely rally the troops, man, and try to do, like you said, like a little round table sit down, and that way you could have questions uh, you might want to ask. Uh, you know each of them and, and that'll give you the opportunity to do that so uh, yeah man uh, again Eddie I'm, I'm I'm glad for what you're doing man shedding light on a lot of different stuff that's happening in the Christian world and and uh, all we can do is just keep going man and, and uh, try to point people the right direction like I said well I'm not stopping right um, and, and one, of, one of my New Year's re- resolutions um, coming into the new year was um, I needed to be I needed to step up you know we need to step up our game on just what we want to accomplish and, and, and who we want to reach out to. Um, and that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to, we're going to keep putting out content. We're going to keep putting out articles for people to read. Uh, hopefully you read more than just the headlines. We're going to keep putting out videos um, with conversational piece. We're going to keep going through. So I don't know if you've caught like some of these latest uh, videos. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to go through Matthew for sure you know maybe not chapter by chapter but story by story because it's just so much in one chapter 
I mean, oh, yeah. it, it, I could talk for an hour on on a single oh, yeah. chapter. So I'm trying to break it down to like 15 to 20 minutes, something that people can can listen to in the morning. Uh, but you know, again, we're, it's you know how it is. Life ain't <laughs> life ain't easy, right? It, it, oh, it, it, oh. Like I, if I had 28 hours in the day, I think I'd be good. But 24 hours, you know, shoot, it, it's tough, man. So yeah, we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Get the get the fellas down there to um, uh, uh, give them my love, right? They, regardless of what anybody else says, you have one you have one huge fan here, uh, and I'll listen to anything that you guys put out. And I try to comment and, and 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 like and share and post again because I think it's not because I know you or I know them because I don't know them, um, but because I like the message and I like the idea that we all need to be in this thing together we all need to be spreading god's message and not our message but god's message and just bring it to them and just bring bring the people to the table and hopefully they'll they'll eat of it you know and 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 and, and that's all we and that's that's essentially all we can do i mean uh, and, and and i'm all for it and for sure for sure bro well, uh man I, I look forward to the next one i know we ran long this time uh for anybody that's listening man from goliad i I'm super happy with you guys, man, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to going into a different Goliad, realizing that God is building up some leaders here, man. Don't shy away from the call. Uh, get in there and sharpen your tools up, man. Stay, spend some time in the Word, stay in the Word, and then because the time's going to come along where God's going to put somebody in your path and you're supposed to give a message to, so be prepared. All right, brother. You take right, it brother. easy. Yes, sir. God bless. God bless you, too.